Ladies and gentlemen of Coset Bowling Club, would you like to hear a podcast? A brand new music podcast. It's a really funny music podcast. Just hurry up and start singing so I can get you slosh. Okay, and it's on. Let the show. All right. Is that a clue, Chris? Do you remember when McKinney started first getting obsessed with the, the whole club singer thing? Aye, it was a very, it was a very important time in my life. It was a very important time in my life as well. It must have been about 2014, potentially. Yeah, 2014, 15. Colsaith Bowling Club mean anything to you? Um, Colsaith Bowling Club means it means, it means a lot. Actually. It means a lot to me. Colsaith Bowling Club means everything to you, Jim. But well, actually, we'll, we'll, we'll tell it for the start because that wasn't the first place that we went. No, we went out on a wee drive with the intention of going to social clubs just to kind of soak it up and yep. and have have a bit of a laugh. Yeah, I think the first one we went to was in a place called Green Gears. <laughs> Do you remember that? I do. So we went into an orange hall in Green Gears on a Saturday late afternoon. And I think Green Gears has got a population of about three folk. And they were all in the park. They, <laughs> they were all there. Right? And we went in and it was like proper saloon style. <laughs> swinging doors. Swinging doors. The music, we went, the music went quiet and everybody just turned in and looked at us and we're like, ah, this is. Uh, this is How long good. did we stay in there? It wasn't very long at all. I think we were maybe going to have a game of pool, but we were getting proper eyeballed by the locals. I think they maybe thought we were like undercover police or something like that, because we were dressed quite smartly as well. <laughs> we're like, ah, I think we should maybe get out of here before we get chased out of town with pitchforks, etc. It's fun. But that, that was the first attempt. And then I think there would be no drive into the car park of one in Cumbernauld. I can't remember. But and there was then, a wee do on. There was, a, there was so. like a wedding on our side. We were kind of going here. And then the third time of asking, we went to Colsouth Bowling Club. Uh, and it was just perfect. And that was it. It was like it was, it was heaven, set up for us. Aye. So we were quite smartly dressed. Yeah, uh, and I don't think we actually went with the intention of pretending we were from the BBC, but that's how. No, that's what happened though. <laughs> that's, um, <laughs> that's just the story that kind of evolved. Um, so we're walking in and we're like, questioning. I were like, ah, right, how are we playing this? Because this is going to be very, very strange. So we, we went in and got a bit of frosty reception from the people at Kilsyth Bowling Club <laughs> initially, but. There was the the atmosphere changed when we decided to tell them that we were from the BBC, <laughs> and we were doing. Could we get the, all, all before, of a sudden it was VIP treatment? <laughs> actually, before we tell the rest of the story, could we get the jail for this? I don't know. I mean, there was. Um, but, but didn't they get in and out it apart from a couple of cans of juice? To be fair, no. But at the same time, I mean, we weren't from the BBC, but you know, we uh, we were researching. We were researching, and it took us ten years to get to this point exactly. to actually do something with the um, research right enough, but. but yeah, so, so we nah, said we were, we're, too bad. we said we were from the BBC. Uh, and I was even thinking about getting business cards. Uh, made you, were, <laughs> you were, you were like, that's just good. We should get some business cards made. Yeah. Up. And then as soon as we mentioned that, folk the, like business cards. Eh? They do. Yeah, they go daft for it, aye. especially the that they generation. Would, eh? They would put it up on like a, wee notice, would, a notice board there. <laughs> but anyway, so they were like, right, oh yeah, boys. He's wanting in. He's wanting in for the bar. He's wanting a cola. He's wanting. He's wanting a wee cola. A wee Coca Cola. So we're like, ah, yes, ah, please, thank you. That'd be great. And then they, they actually walked us down to the front 
Uh-huh. of where the guy was performing <laughs> I, I, and sat us in two seats right next to the guy that was performing and obviously word started to spread over the place because <laughs> everybody was looking at us and be like oh, aye. oh the BBC oh, and then, but the guy the, the guy that was singing he latched onto it as well he, and he, he kept coming across to us and like pointing at us when he was singing <laughs> and that as if to be like alright yeah, there the boys yet get me in the tail eh yeah, so that's <laughs> that's where the obsession kind of came from, eh? Yeah, but I love these kind of places, though. It's brilliant. Yeah, there are there's not there is nowhere like them. Aye, it is. It's you magic because you've got the like you've that. got the committees, which are hilarious, obviously, because it's so serious. Well, they're running a social club to be fair, but the, the politics of committees is, is hilarious. The internal politics is aye, it's it's fantastic. So that's that's the origin story of essentially why we started this podcast as well. To be yeah. fair. But so I that's what we're going to run on for this episode. Do you know what my favourite part of social clubs is? <laughs> the bingo. bingo. <laughs> so I can have some quiet, some order, quiet at the back, please. So eyes down and your ears open. Okay. Oh, that's sixty-nine. Sixty-nine. Ooh, oh, steady on what you like. <laughs> oh, number ten. Rishi's den, oh boo, boo, oh no politics, eh? Oh, ah, it's a fan favourite, seven and four, nine, eh, uh, 47, no, 74, so what am I like, I need a new glasses, eh? House, house, you can't have a house, I've only, I've only, I've only called that, I've only three numbers, you can't have a house, eh? Order, 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 please, thank you. That's uncanny. It is, it's exactly, exactly I, like it. I, actually, I went to a, a bowling club last night and recorded that. Aye. Uh, just a field the, recording. It was a field recording for the purposes of the episode. Yeah. It's the characters in social clubs, but obviously the entertainers that they get in that, that make it funny though yeah and it's, it's kind of a dying breed I it would is. say yeah I mean I, it's those uh, it's the posters and you know the, the clip art the clip <laughs> art and made on powerpoint <laughs> always printed on a dodgy inkjet printer like colours bleeding you know aye it's Love good it. but it is, it's, it is very much a dying breed but I've obviously bumped into quite a lot of people that have been in that scene over the years I was thinking about one the other day there, and it's this guy, right? So I, I've mentioned before, I used to work in a local place. Yeah. So it, it was when I worked local. in that local place, and I, I got used to the facilities. And this guy would come in. He was, he was an old guy, and he had like a pencil moustache. He was, right. he was in his eighties, and he, he was a, a club singer. He went, he done the circuits back in the day. That was his thing. That was his thing, and he would tell me. Uh, Every day, and he, every day, but I think he was starting to maybe lose his marbles a wee bit. <laughs> every day, without like exception, ever, he would ask me if I've ever heard of Slim Whitman. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, ah, I think I have, I because you've asked me that yesterday. <laughs> so, uh, you ever Slim Whitman? Slim Whitman is yeah. a, a country singer, of course, with a pencil moustache. So he was obviously quite into one of the modelled himself. One of him. the famous ones. And uh, anyway, so it. He used to he used to sing in the clubs, but it was all country music that he used to sing. But when he was in using the facilities at my work, he would yodel <laughs> like country, like a country well, singer. Yodel, like practicing his yodeling. 
No, I think he was just a happy yodeler. Like right. that's what he used to do. But he, he came one it's, day. You don't hear it enough, actually. Yodeling. Yodeling's no. another dying art. To be aye. fair, I love it. I think it sounds brilliant. But aye, so you you would be walking past where he was, and you would just hear him <laughs> yodeling away to himself. Like, there would be nobody else in there, and he'd just be yodeling away and whistling and brilliant. He was a really good guy. But he actually, he brought me in. <laughs> he brought me in like a you know like the CD cases. Yeah, yeah. Like the and you can flick through them. Aye. He brought me in a full one of them of. Uh, CDs that he'd burned himself <laughs> uh, of country music and gave me it, and it was and it was brilliant. There was some proper corkers on there. Like now, did he was it like uh, compilations designed by him? No, no, like curated by him. No, no, it was just <laughs> albums. Right? right, it was just country albums from the forties onwards, wow. and it was like a proper, proper like anthology. Do of you think country he recorded music. them from vinyl, like? No, he told me he had like a, a multi CD ROM burner, <laughs> and he would he would do multiple CDs at once. Old boy on the lime wire. Aye, aye, it's on the old lime wire. Aye, but I've actually got. Uh, I've managed to find one of the CDs, uh, one of the songs on it. Oh. If, you, if you want to have well, a listen, let's have a listen. Have a listen. I love yodeling by uh, Slim Whitman. <laughs> it, nah, it was I love yodeling by uh, Little Kid Thunder. Right. Uh, apparently, it was it was huge in the fifties. You could hear it. I mean, he sounds huge. It does. Uh, it does sound like a bit of a return gentleman, doesn't he? No, it does. I. It does yeah. I. Um, where, where did the country music get yodeling from? I thought it was like something that was associated with. Like the Swiss Alps and stuff. No, I think there's yodeling in sort of every area of world music. Like right. there's, there's some kind of aspect to it's because it's on the throat. So it's on the throat. I seem to remember my neighbour um, yeah. back uh, yeah. back when I lived lived at home. You know, with my mother, the um, one that's never been to any of your gigs. That one, <laughs> yeah, um, she was she was Dutch. She was a tall woman. She was your mum was Dutch. No, the neighbour. All oh, right, okay. She was about six and a half foot. She was a big sort of woman. Was she a shop um, putter? Uh, no, no, she wasn't a shop putter, but she was a yodler. And and that's actually <laughs> so wait, 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 wait a minute. You live next door to a yodeler. Yeah, did I she do it in the mornings? Did she, did she do it in the mornings? Um, was she, was she sometimes where was she, she from? did it when she was gardening. She was from Holland, Netherlands. Oh, right, Dutch. Okay, aye, Dutch, aye. One of those. They're all the same place. Right. <laughs> um, but I, yeah, that's right. That, she was. That actually reminds me of another kind of club music that's quite. Uh, so it's just like Central Belt sort of mm-hmm. area. Talking of Holland and Dutch, you've got your uh, you've got your Orange Halls, of course. Well, that was the thing <laughs> with this woman. <laughs> <laughs> 
she um she used to she used to take my mum and my brother um to <laughs> right she used to take my mum and my brother to the orange lodge to yodel yeah but like she wasn't obviously I've part just of I've it. just have envisioned the the Dutch woman yodeling the sash. <laughs> <laughs> She wasn't like part of it, but it was just so happened that, that, You're that was Dutch, where you can come. It was almost just sort of used in the town as like the community hall. So that's really? where she went, eh? That's quite funny. Um, it, it, that is a that's a, a proper niche type of music is your loyalist club music. That is. And they've all got that kind of voice, say eh? the singers. You'll know a lot more about that than me. Of course. I, um, of course possibly. Very possibly. Apart from that one. Apart from that place that she went to do the yodeling. Aye, anyway, so the, the, loyalist, the loyalist singers. The, yes. it, there's a massive crossover between country music. Get back on track. Aye, back on track. <laughs> country music and the loyalist singers of Scotland. There is. There is a, it's, you can hear it in it. It's one and aye, one and they're both one of the same. Mm-hmm. That sort of that sort of sound. Wait, no, hold on, I've got, actually got a loyalist song here that you can maybe have a listen to. Wait, hear it. Yeah, go for it. Uh, I'd be going to lose listeners with this one, maybe. Well, I mean, they just know that it's all done in good humour. <laughs> it's, it's good humour, eh? Good to go. Well, all the games Oh, well, all the games With my sash, my flute, and my mason's ring Oh, well, all the games well, there you go. Uh, I've done a few gigs in like Masonic. Uh, just a wee quick launches. one. I think they're going to be singing that on the stands. They will. Uh, mm-hmm. The next match. Yep. I'll, make, I'll make sure of it. You, well, you probably personally <laughs> will. Um, I've, I have. I've done a few gigs in like Masonic lodges. Um, not as a club singer, obviously, but um, you know, as a sort of part of an ensemble. I think I've. I've done one with you, and do you know somebody? Somebody told me a story about. <laughs> somebody told me a story about uh, they were playing a gig in an orange lodge, and they didn't realise obviously that at the end of the night that you have to play the night like God save that was God save the Queen at the at time. time, and God rest the soul, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and they didn't realise, and they were like, the guy was like, "What? He's not playing the national anthem, like." And they're like, what, like, Flower of Scotland? They're like, oh, right, God save the Queen, right? So, so like, they cobbled together some version of God save the Queen, but it says it sounded like a reggae version, like a reggae version of God save the Queen. God save your gracious Queen. And like, everyone, they were proper gunning for them. Yeah. It's like virtually sacrilegious in that sort of uh, is, territory. Um, oh well, you know, good stuff. All the very best of luck to them. Absolutely. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, the, these types of places are the you know they're a staple of of uh, of the the club club uh, singing scene. They are. They yeah, um, it's the guy. Along with that, and like bowling clubs and minor clubs and minor club minor minor clubs. <laughs> <laughs> do you know well, what's always? <laughs> do you know what's always kind of? Uh, what I've wondered about. Well, it's, it seems like a very British thing, the club singer. Yeah. Well, like, that, and I, they probably have quite a lot of them now on, like, the Costa del Sol and that. Aye, well, Benidorm is essentially mm-hmm. just Britain in the sun. Mm-hmm. But, no, that's what I'm saying. Does it translate to America? Like, <laughs> what's the American version of the British club singer? And then that got me thinking about the sort of person that that, that would be. And I have had the... Yeah. The, the fortune, the pleasure of actually meeting somebody yeah, like that. Like, you've got me thinking because actually a lot of that uh, stuff we get now in the clubs, I say now in the clubs, it's been like happening for the last 60 years or whatever. <laughs> um, but it is, it, it started with a lot of that like American crooner sort of well, sound, didn't I it? That's it did, sort of where it came from. Do you, know what, do you know what always gets me is the overuse of the saxophone sound on the keyboard. <laughs> Yeah, aye, it's brass, that, that kind of like brass section Brass section, aye. saxophone yeah. sound, yeah. aye So, see, like to almost try and get into the head of um, the the guy that plays that on his organ. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what's the deal with the with the like the phrasing of it? Because I mean, uh, so- sorry to spoil the illusion, folks, but but obviously you just played that. So, um, tell me, uh, it's it's swung. But, but why can they not? That's, that's what they do all the time. It's because the backing tracks usually that the, the, the users probably just use the same drum beat for everyone. And it works, and it's probably going back to that American, the origins of the American crooners. It, yeah. It's like swing, and it, it just everything, Aye, so everything should be swung. Yeah. <laughs> everything should be swung. Aye. Just, Aye, fair enough. Like this. An expert use of the pitch bend as well, if I may say so That's, myself. And, uh, do you notice when they're using the pitch bend, they always kind of maybe give you a wee wink. Uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> 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 it's like synchronised with a wee kind of, hello. You ever, <laughs> you ever seen somebody playing a guitar in a club? Yes, I have. I that am. is a sight to behold, isn't it? The guitar. Brilliant, man. Yeah, they really so, do. Just, they do enjoy it, it is genuinely the best thing ever, this kind of thing, isn't it? The club music. And it's not to say that it's not like that. That these folk aren't you know folk are enjoying it. Eh? Uh, well, like, that exactly. That well, is, you is. know, 
There's a massive snobbery attached to it, but actually... It's, no, I love it. I used to be quite you know, snooty I hope about that's it. coming across here, eh? No, I, I used to be quite snooty about it, but not yeah, anymore, I think. Because at the end of the day, they're gigging three times a week and we've, we're not yeah, gigging and, at all. Yeah, and they're, they're gigging three times a week, and, a lot more folk, aye. people enjoying it. Aye. Um, well, I remember, I think one of the last gigs... We've done we, it for decades, probably. Aye, the last gigs that we played, there was about four folk in the audience and... yeah. We never even got around the applause after the majority of the songs. No, I can you even get a round of applause from four folks. Nah, you no, can't. Really. A smattering, it's just, it's basically probably. Just some folk clapping. That was quite depressing, that gig, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. I. It's quite funny, though. It was. I think we played, we played a song. What one was it? Was it While My Guitar Gently Weeps? That's right. Probably the best we've ever played it as that a was band. Brilliant. And uh, I think somebody maybe farted after we finished. <laughs> yeah. And then, then that, was, that would probably got a bit of reaction. And then. Right. In the song But back to the American thing Right Because this has genuinely Been fascinating me And it, it re- Made me remember A person that I met uh, <laughs> Whilst I was playing uh, In the blues band Yeah uh, So I'll tell you the story Right So There was a guy He was like the bar manager In a bar near In a, a neighbouring town Right Okay And he, he gave me I a, like how we keep making All the towns and stuff Anonymous <laughs> <laughs> A local town A local town <laughs> A neighbouring <Yeah>. town <laughs> <laughs> I know And it But anyway So And he texts me saying There's a guy Staying in the hotel And he's across from America and he's right. got his, he's got his trumpet with him, right? Okay, because that's what you do. Because if you're going on holiday to Scotland on bag, your own, age, on. age 85, you're yep. taking the trumpet, right? So he had they brought the trumpet with him, and uh, he was desperate to kind of jam with a band, right? Right. So he says, oh, "You're the only person that I can really think of. Mm-hmm. Would you be up for uh, like taking on to a band practice right. or so, something like that?" So, wait, who was this guy that was? Asking you, it was a, a guy that I know, and right. he he was like the bar manager or something. Right, like that. so this trumpet guy has said to a bar manager <laughs> in the hotel, I "Find think. me a band." <laughs> <laughs> like, no, like put in a request well, for a band. As you as you'll find out as we go on, he, that was a he really was, bad accent. He was way. a bit of a character, he right. was, and he was American. Aye, uh, so that wasn't an American yeah, accent. Yeah, but that, I'm I don't sorry, know, yeah. wasn't any accent. So, aye, I was like, aye, absolutely, that that'll be that'll be quite good, Brilliant. right? So. Difficult to get brass players. No, oh, definitely. You know, so, so when one actually just is served to you Aye. by the bar manager, you, you, you <laughs> take that. So I didn't have a mobile phone at the time, right? of course. obviously. Uh-huh. So I was uh, working off a, a strictly iPad sort of situation. That I was doing all my communications through <laughs> right. that. But this guy obviously didn't have an iPad or no, or any kind no. of electronic device. So. Uh, it gave him my house phone number, which now that <laughs> that will why that's important will become apparent later on, right? So I organised it through the bar manager, right? Tell him to stand outside said hotel bar, right? Yeah, and I'll pick him up and we'll go through to Edinburgh and we'll have a we'll have a band practice and they can have a jam with us, right? And right. The, guy, the guy was eighty five or something. I mean, like so that, far, right? you're actually sounding pretty charitable. Aye, you know, no, no, like eighty five year old guy come over from America. <laughs> on on what sort of basis? Like, why was he here? Do you know what was what was his the, well, the what we'll, was the nature of his business well, in the first we'll, place? We'll get to that, right? So, right. um, I was already kind of pre-warned that he was deaf, 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 okay. quite deaf. Which happens? It's quite common and, with musicians. Uh, also, I think the I think the phrase that he used was a bit of a character, right? right. <laughs> so, went picked him up, and well, well I'm driving past, and then. I see, see. It's obviously him. He's standing there. He's got his trumpet, 
trumpet case. He's wearing. It was in the case. He wasn't just standing there. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like no, I heard shining it. trumpet. It was, it was just standing in the, in the evening mi- light. It was standing in the middle of the street, just going. <laughs> <laughs> no, so he was standing. He had his trumpet case, and he was wearing sort of beige. Slacks, yeah, as you very call American, them. American yeah, slacks, yeah. right? And he had slacks, slacks, yeah, I got slacks, <laughs> I got slacks, yeah. <laughs> so he was wearing slacks, uh, a suit jacket that didn't match the slacks, and <laughs> a white shirt and a red tie. But like, wow. do you know, like one of the big red ties? Had he dressed up for you? I've, I get the feeling that he probably dressed like that all the time, right? Right. So I stopped the car, I got out, and I'm like, I didn't know his name, right? I was like, Are you the trumpet guy? <laughs> And he's like, what? Because <laughs> he was deep. He's like, are you mad? <laughs> right? I was like, yeah, that's, that's me, right? So in you come, in you come. So he gets in the car, and there was the keyboard player was there as well. Uh-huh. And um, But because he was that deaf, like we would be asking him questions, and then he would just start shouting about something random, because he obviously couldn't hear it, so we're going, so how long are you in Scotland for? And he'd be like, are you, you, you catch, you catch, what kind of music do you catch play? Right? And we're like, it's blues. And he goes, jazz? <laughs> right? So like it basically was the aye, same. basically the same thing. But anyway, so this went on for the entire car journey that of us trying to ask him questions. Yeah. He couldn't hear us. And he'd just be going, what? <laughs> what? Where you catch going? Where we go through Edinburgh? Right? So that's, it was from New York, right? Obviously, hence the use of the word cats. Aye. So, so but then he, he told us right, that his nickname, <laughs> He's, well, his exact words were, back in New York, everybody calls me Mr. Trumpet. <laughs> <laughs> and we're like, all right, okay. He's like, so you guys, you, nah, you cats can call me Mr. Trumpet. Right, right, okay, Mr. Trumpet, that's fine. So did you just refer to him from that point as Mr. Mr. Trumpet? Mr. Trumpet, yeah. <laughs> he was basically insisting on us calling him Mr. Trumpet, right? So we, we got there, and he was just shambling about the place. <laughs> 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 we got into the rehearsal room and he's just getting the trumpet out and we're trying to have a conversation between the band members and he's just going <laughs> and we're like hey, give us, can you give us five minutes and we're just going to get set up and stuff right so we started playing I think it was like a BB King kind of slow mm-hmm. blues sort of thing and I was like right I says when I I'll give you a nod and just just yeah. go for it and just play right he's <laughs> so, 85 you know this guy's been playing a long time He'll hear when he's meant to come in. He probably doesn't even need a nod, really. But so I know he, he could have felt. I said, "I'll give you a nod because I'll right. do my bit and then you yeah, can yeah, do yeah. your bit, right?" So, but he started playing long before, <laughs> long, long before the nod came in. I was maybe doing a bit of singing, right? And he was just going, <laughs> and then I gave him a nod, and yeah. he just put his trumpet down and walked out the room, <laughs> and he didn't come back in for the entirety of the band practice. <laughs> really? I'm gonna wait outside, right? So he, he sat in the wee uh, entrance area uh-huh. and just like annoyed the guy behind the <laughs> desk, just shouting at him. What, did he like? Did he give you any reason as to why? See, it was too loud. Too but loud. It was deep. <laughs> so anyway, right? So we didn't really get to hear much of what he was what he was about, right? But on the on the car journey home. <laughs> He started telling us telling us about one of his main Scottish influences. Apparently, right. was a like a jazz singer from Scotland in right. the 1940s right. called Ho- Hoagie Smokes. Right? <laughs> Hoagie Smokes. Hoagie Smokes. And uh, he's like, I'll be, you, 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 you. 
<laughs> he was a big influence in my playing. <laughs> so, that was Texas. <laughs> so wait, wait, is because you've not actually clarified. We've got an eighty-five-year-old guy from New York, Trump, trumpeteer. Yep, right. Who has come over to Scotland for what business? Like, why is this guy here? Is he here well, to, to sort fair, of? Was he like? Trying to like you know get the career back going again. Well, I was thinking maybe this hokey smokes, but like he, he was he was like trying to busy, you know, find out about his life or something. Uh, well, see, I, I see think birth, that, that might the birthplace of hokey smokes, a little blue plaque. But the, you know? the, every time you try to ask him a question, he would just go, "What? Oh, <laughs> I don't know." <laughs> he, would just, he would just shout, or he wouldn't hear you. He'd be like, "So what are you up to tomorrow?" And he'd be like, "What? I don't care." <laughs> just, it was impossible to have so a conversation. So you only ever meet this guy once. I mean, did you? I only met him once. I only met him once, but uh, I, I did have other correspondence with him, which right. we'll get to. But I have I've went into the archives and had a wee rake to see if I could find any of the Hoagie Smokes uh-huh. uh, back catalogue, and I actually did find one song. Wow. Uh, and it's I must say, <laughs> it is something. Well, here we go. Was, uh, wow, that was hoagie. I'd... Definitely worth coming across to Scotland for it. Before absolutely, and, and presumably died of like emphysema or, or like <laughs> lung of, cancer. I would think so. I think he was something. Only, apparently, he was only nineteen in that recording as well. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, back to Mister Trumpet, right? And I, to, genuinely, at this point, still don't know his real name. I think one of the band members looked him up online mm-hmm. and managed to find him. It's a difficult find, thing to look up. Find up that. his real name. I don't know how he found him, but he did find him. Um, Anyway, so he was. I think we were, we were playing a gig at the town hall or something, and uh, he still, for some reason, was kind of like interested in coming and playing uh-huh. at the town hall gig. But I didn't think it was a very good idea because he was a bit of a, a liability. <laughs> Aye, say. And the only thing really you've heard of him so far is like just a, he blasted the trumpet on a BB King. That was track about and that. that was that. So anyway, right. So a couple of days go past, all the rest of it. And then I, I still lived with my parents at this point. And again, house number, house phone yeah, number. This is yeah. where it's going to come in and play here. So I wasn't in. My mum and dad weren't in as well. Um, but my mum and dad got home to <laughs> an answer machine message oh, yes. from Mr. Trumpet, right? And uh, Do you, I was going to ask if you still have it, but I would be a bit. Nah, I do. I do still have you, it. You have it, I, right? <laughs> nah, I'm joking, I don't actually nah, have it nah. But there was um, 
So the answering machine was, it was like, to the, and there was more than one, to be fair. I think he left about four answering machine messages and they were all... Because he was of an era where, like, that's what you would do. Aye. I don't know if he maybe got the wrong end of the stick and thought that I worked for the hotel or something as right. well. Because he, he was, like, adamant that I was to go and pick him up, right? So the, the, <laughs> the answering machine message was like, it was like, beep, Matt, Matt. It's uh, Mr. Trumpet here. I've I've, I've found myself at the emergency room, uh, <laughs> and I got no way to get home. You you gotta come and get me. Uh, let me know. Right? <laughs> so that was it. And then it was just basically the same message four times over. And my mom and dad got home, and they're like, they, I think they thought it was like somebody winding somebody them up. Winds, yeah, and then my mom's like, <laughs> the text message was like. I have four answering machine messages from a Mr. Trumpet question mark. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, man, like, I couldn't believe it. I was like, oh, my God. Wow. Uh, but So I was wanting me to go and pick him up at St. John's Hospital in Livingston. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if he thought I was like his driver or something. Like that. I don't know. How did he find himself away there? Well, he was at the emergency room. I don't know what had happened. They never said what was wrong with him. He just said he, he'd, he'd ended up in A&E, basically, and... Now, I think I reckon they probably just asked him to leave because he was annoying them. Uh, and then he thought, Oh, I know, I've got Matt's yeah. number. Uh, home number. Yeah. So that was that. Uh, well, so that was it. But you got to wonder what happened to a guy like that. Well, when was the last time you heard from him? I mean, how did that, this that end? was the last time that I heard was from that? him? The did you pick him messages. up? No, no, I wasn't in. Oh, yeah. And uh. But you no, didn't like go he, on the off went, chance that he might have still been there. Nah, he probably was. He's probably still there now. But <laughs> <laughs> he, I did do some digging and I did actually manage to find some of his recordings. Really? From, like, from New from York. From back in the day? Aye, aye. Um, wow. And they're absolutely phenomenal, I must say. Really? Aye. I can imagine. I mean, guys like that don't get to 85 playing the trumpet, you know, Aye. Effectively, he was touring the world. That's why he was here. <laughs> I know. I'm on a world tour. <laughs> it was. Aye, it was brilliant. Anyway, so I'm gonna I'm gonna play it for our listeners okay. now because it's ugh, it's inspiring actually. And I think actually we I think we'll just Let's finish the episode with Mister Trumpet. It's a very fitting way to finish the episode. So we'll be back next week. Enjoy, Mister Trumpet. Thank you. Hmm. You smooth like. Yeah. Everybody knows my name. Why don't you catch know my name? Let me tell you my name. Mr. Trumpet is my name. Mr. Trumpet. Yeah. Mr. Mr. Shubity Bop, Beep Bop Boom, Mr. Trumpet is my name. Today I got myself a pair of slacks. You cats believe me, I don't play the sex. I'm Mr. Trumpet. Scoobity Boobity Boop, I'm Mr. Trumpet. Yeah. Mr. Trumpet. Mr. Trumpet, let me play a song for you on my trumpet. Here we go. You get to swing.
I hope you cats enjoyed that song I sang I ain't lying, I'm the best there's ever been I miss the trumpet Scooby-Dee, 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 miss the trumpet Oh yeah I miss the trumpet Miss the trumpet Believe me, I miss the trumpet I think we got a take there, guys. I think we got a take.